The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, me and advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother and 30 under 30 media luminary, Griffin McElroy. Are you ready for more football? I'm ready uh, for twice the amount of football I currently consume, which would an still... An undetermined night of the week party. Woo, it's some night and the balls are hot. Don't touch the balls because you'll burn your hands. We have a bunch, some announcers to be determined. They're going to get it kickstarted. Or maybe like handoff started. We don't know. We haven't finished out the rules yet. There may not even be a ball this time. It's football of the mind, XFL. You probably guess we're starting an XFL team. <laughs> and yeah. then you've everybody's been asking us to do this, even before Vince came out and made his definitely real announcement about the thing that's definitely, definitely going to happen, which is the XFL. Very exciting new football proposition where a catch is a catch and you can't ever protest for any reason ever. <laughs> and it's very, I mean, I, to me, both those is, yeah. Vince, I definitely get it. I don't get it. As somebody who got in early with the XFL, with our new, the next XFL, the XXFL, um, we have gotten like, first off, the first thing we had to figure out was, of course, the team. What are they? Yeah. Um, I'm pushing for the Milton somethings. Oh, see, I thought you literally meant like, what species are we going to put on the field? You, okay, you mean like Because XFL, it's, yeah, Trav brings up a good point. Could be anything out there. Bunch of frogs. <laughs> They're all pumas. Yeah. Bunch They're of pumas. All, the name of the team is the Jaguars. And yep. people are yeah. not going to, they're going to, there's going to be a lot of uh, dissonance there. And as long as this thing's just a big old stinking middle finger to the NFL, we may as well just make it the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And okay. c- fucking come at us because it's a different thing, Bortles. Because that's the thing about the XFL. It's, it's literally no rules, no rights. Well, and there's so- one, Travis, I do have to stop you right there because there's one very important rule. What's that? And that is you can never express your dissatisfaction with anything for any reason ever. Or else okay. Vince will come to his house, to your house even. You'll come to Vince's house. Because yeah. that, that's how he does it. And he'll unhinge his jaw and he'll eat you. Oh, they, okay. Th- the rule is, and then we have a list of some, where did I put my list of rules? It's in the stack. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Um, so the first rule of the XFL, obviously, is if you kneel during the anthem, you have to eat an entire airplane tire. And that is stringent, I will agree. Draconian, but penal- I might argue. Draconian. It, the penalty actually goes up. So the second time you kneel during the anthem, you're going to have to consume an entire landing gear. And if you're particularly frustrated uh, and you, you feel compelled to kneel, by the end of the season, I mean, you could be eating an entire airplane. Well, this is why I've actually heard some owners and players already planning that how they're going to work around this is they're going to kneel once, eat the tire, but never get up. Yeah. And yeah, then you just, just do all the football from sort of the, from a sort of prone position. position. Yeah. yeah. And listen, um, it's tough, but if you get like knee pads with wheels on them, call them kneelies. And then, um, yeah, we can, we can definitely market that to the eight people who are going to watch this. Um, hey, Vince, you dumb asshole. Uh-huh. Do you realize the fucking delicious Footloose-esque situation you are setting? <laughs> now, no, this is a sports with no protesting, you hear? The first fucking guy 
that gets down on the knee is going it is going to be so much more powerful you big dumb asshole it's what going are you to be like fucking babe ruth calling his shot but it, are the you babe ruth just held up the middle finger to everybody i've got this idea for a new football league that will generate the most powerful political statement ever created by sport <laughs> what the fuck are you out of your fucking mind vince you can't ever like i'll never experience the thrilling level of dancing in an area where dancing has been forbidden because that that would just be the best funnest dance that you could do i think uh and 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 that that is the situation that is he has developed here where it's like protest well no not here like that's the best protest you can do is when they tell you you can't that's actually how protesting works that's how it works dog jesus vince Vince. Vince, it's just disgusting, man. It's just it's bad. Just it's no bad. Never. Way. So I and guess the I, towns that had one before, right? Yeah, you're not gonna tr- fool them once, et cetera, et cetera. You're not. So it's gonna be all second stringer towns, right? Or third string towns, because I guess the first string has NFL and the second string had the XFL the first time. So now you're down to like third tier towns, and that's not to besmirch the good name of Milton. But if this thing tanks, I didn't want Huntington all tied up with it. We did have our own arena football team, the Huntington. The River City Locomotives. The River City Locomotives. Thank you, Griffin. Great team. Lots of fumbles. Just number the stars, and it's about that May fumble. I was actually in an ad for the River City Locomotives when they were looking for a new mascot. And my thing was, I just strode around the stage going, choo-choo, choo-choo. And if I remember how the ad went, I got the job. Yeah. So if you can get that on YouTube somewhere, yeah. just please let me know. And if I remember correctly, I think our dad owned 1% of the River <laughs> he, City well, he was the He was the MC of the River City Locomotives, which meant we got free soda, which uh, it, it, if we do get the XFL team, the Milton big lads going, then I'm hoping that that is a benefit that will continue because then I will be full-throated support of this new exciting well, not going you to happen have to do full throated support like that's the problem it's like so we're probably not going to do that team i don't think we should probably support that <laughs> i mean i could try out i mean they're going to need eight teams of 40 people each that's what like like 800 people and uh i think i stand a pretty good shot never could make the Kamak middle school basketball team but i actually think i stand a better chance of getting in on this new football league and then my friend stone cold steve austin's gonna come in and be like you can't escape me vincent crush a high life and then crush vincent's skull right there in front of god and everyone and then we'll be the new kings of football and you'll kneel but to us (laughs) me and my friend austin which is what i call him even though it's his last name so anyway so what do you guys think about the new fallout boy album i think it's really good yeah, okay, let's do a question. Every year, a local theater has a 24-hour Groundhog Day marathon. If you stay through the entire 24 hours, 12 screenings, you win movie passes for a year. I'm planning on going this year, and by God, I'm getting those movie passes. How do you suggest I pass the time other than bringing my 3DS with Pokemon Ultra Moon and headphones to listen to my <laughs> Bim Bam? I'm going with one friend, so we're also thinking about bringing card cards slash board games, and any suggestions are welcome. That's from Bed Source with Bill Murray. Um, I got a pretty good thing you could do. Yeah, I have a super good suggestion. You could watch one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, you could just kind of tune into the giant screen in front of you and watch the best movie ever. This is, is what you might do. Because here's what you get. You get an amazing one to see. I would love to see Groundhog Day in theaters. But also, like, maybe by that twenty, like 24th hour, that 12th viewing, you have realized whole new like theories and nuances about this film yeah that you it's a wild even, film yeah. if you read some of the stuff that was cut from groundhog's day it is, it the is most wild wild like uh, it, it it supposedly encapsulates i think i read 
10,000 years. So there's not a canonical length of There's of not, time. but it, as originally written, it was yes. like 10,000 years. And there's like, also originally like a curse that a scorned ex placed on Bill Murray's. You can find out all about this on uh, Chuck's podcast, Movie Crush I was on, where I talked about this, my favorite movie of all time, which is, uh, th- this is the terrible, this is, I would not do this for 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 anything because this really is my favorite movie ever and i do worry that watching it 12 times in one day would, would make it, it. Yeah. not my favorite movie ever and i do not want that to be stripped away can i pitch to you i had an idea the other day um about like if i were going to make a groundhog day esque movie mm. <laughs> something that i cannot think of uh, because you know you it, the whole like live the same day over again is not solely contained to Groundhog Day. Do I? We no, are I on, think. Can I? Let me just say this real quick. Let me preface this by saying we are on a really good streak right now of you not pitching movies that you're that is not going to get made on a podcast. It's been like ninety episodes or so. Uh huh. Someone should make this movie. I don't know if I'm going to make it, but somebody should make this movie because I don't think it's ever been done before. A Groundhog Day, same day over again, kind of thing. But everyone is aware of it. Mm. Like everyone also. It's not just one person. Everybody wakes up going again because I think it would get really apocalyptic really fast, very mm. like Caligulan. Like, no, yeah, it would turn into a big old bone pile. Um, how about this idea for a movie? It's a Groundhog Day, but a man lives every second over again, and so he's just like, fuck, shit, uh, no, <laughs> crap, fuck, no, shit, oh, it's ha, put. Mm. And I love you and I realize that this whole time I've been so selfish. I don't know why he became a robot there close to the end. But that was a good two minutes of the podcast that we don't yeah, have to worry about. That's even, that's gone now. Uh, and two minutes of your life listening at home. So sorry about that. One thing that would be fun is this, you know how like Bill Murray lives the same day over and over again in that movie and he starts to like learn things so he seems like he can predict the future because he does them before they happen. You could see if you watch it enough, you might be able to start beating Bill to some of them. So it makes him look like the clown. Oh, because yeah, you said the lady him. was going to drop the dishes before the lady dropped the dishes, but also before Bill Murray said the lady was going to drop the dishes. Mm. What if, what if in Groundhog Day... Chris Elliott is also reliving the same day over and again because, like, he he can't say that to Bill Murray, right? Bill Murray, because like he doesn't know that Bill Murray's living the same day over again. Good what if, point. What if everyone is independently in Groundhog Day living the same day over again? Chris, Chris Elliott is living the same day over again, but he's just rolling with it. Yeah, he's it's just like, taking. He's this, loving it. This day was as fine as any of my other days. This is as good a day as any to just sort of kick it in. Yeah. I think that I'll go ahead and just uh just live just live in this day for a while. That's fine. You know, one thing you could do is if you watch it enough, I bet you could figure out which scenes are Bill Murray's butt double and which <laughs> scenes are just actually Bill Murray. Because it's hard with the lighting in some of the scenes, mm-hmm. some of the extended sex scenes, yeah, to figure out which one is Bill Murray and, and which one is his butt double. Lorenzo music. Oh, I thought, you see, you said that, but I had a different joke. So I was wondering if I could do mine. This is Groundhog Day, Griffin. Live the joke over again. Okay, we do the joke over again. It's confusing. It's actually a lot of times Brian Doyle Murray, um, because they said, like, we need a brother's butt. Like, you know how in my butt scenes in the Bim Bam show, sometimes we just swap out one a year. Well, Justin's butt. Travis has the enormous tattoo. Well, that's why we just rotate butts. Griffin does it for Justin. Uh, Justin does it for me, and I do it for Griffin. No, sorry. Justin does it for Griffin. It's hard to keep him in mind, you know? And in the scenes where Brian Doyle Murray's butt is, because he plays the mayor, if memory serves, (laughs) Uh um, Bill would step in and be like, don't worry. Take Take a load off, Brian. I like Griffin's joke because it doesn't require an in-depth knowledge of uh, voice actors that have played roles originated by Bill Murray. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I love that part oh, of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, it, yeah, that was like, so deep, I didn't con- even get it. Even context, because like, lo- so it's kind of funny, because Lorenzo Music played Peter Vinkman in the Ghostbusters cartoon, uh-huh. and then Lorenzo Music did the voice of Garfield, and well, then Bill Murray in the TV show, but then after that, Bill Murray did the voice of Garfield in the movie. And then so finally, like Bill Murray was free. Yeah. yeah. And he could pass the back cave and forth. He'd been trapped in by Lorenzo Music. Trav, do you want to do one? 
Yeah, do you want to try a joke? About oh, a okay. Um, about about Bill Murray's butt. Yeah, about his hiney. Um, yeah, it gets confusing because sometimes it's Bill Murray, but sometimes it's Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sure. if you see a big furry orange butt, now that one kind of built off of what I did. <laughs> Well, a little bit. but if so I had sure done mine first, it would have seemed like yours built off of mine. So who's it, to that's say? A good, that's a very good point. But I think yours would have seemed like the ravings of a madman. Yeah. Is there or, a way to combine all three of our jokes into something that it's even remotely, like, even a little bit funny? Lorenzo Dor- is, Gar- Garfield? Yeah. So maybe <laughs> if we just say all the names at the same time. Okay. And it's sort of a choose your own adventure. It is, yeah. Isn't it fun that in Brian Doyle Murray's name, Doyle just really stands out in there? Because if he was just Brian Murray, it's like, oh, that could be anyone. But Brian Doyle Murray, yeah, mm, no, now we've got- He probably did it intentionally to, to like make the differentiation clear, right? I have to assume. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how about a, how about a yeah, any, yeah, give me another question. This one was sent in by Aaron Keyes. Thank you, Aaron. It's Yahoo Answers user. Chaz Van Bloom. Nope. Chaz Van Blom. Even better. Asks. How deep inside an apple is the most nutrition? Enjoying a freshly cut Washington State apple. And they put the R mark on it for a trademark? Mm-hmm. I don't think Washington, Washington State, State brand apples from, from Oregon. Uh, how, if different, nutritional value is the... if So wait, you've offered me a choice here. So I'm going to go with, if different is the nutritional value, is the peel, depth, to the center where the seeds sit. Does the flesh of the apple go into varying ranges, with changing nutritional levels getting higher toward the seeds? Remembering earth science slash AG classes, uh, do vegetables, onions, beets, etc. have this same nutritional range that varies as uh, by how deep the veggie is cut? You're eating an apple. Mm-hmm. Certainly you've cut it up, because worms and you're eating the apple where's this where's that pocket of those dank nutrients at because a lot of people look at the apple i say i get that that's the skin that's the flesh it's really fucked up that's what we call those two things and then there's the core with the seeds which people eat only as youtube like challenges um but is there other sort of zones in the apple that are best for you. The like, pearl. Like striation, like, you know, the, the strata of apple that as you move down through. Oh, you bind into the apple. The, the crust, the core. You bind into the apple and you hit the vitamin pocket. And then mm-hmm. it ex- expels a, a gaseous cloud of vitamins that you breathe what? in and you're stronger. We'll get the obvious out of the way first. It's It ain't the seeds. Because those contain a chemical that's transformed into cyanide in your stomach. Though admittedly, so not enough. To do you any damage. You would have no. to eat something like a million apples. Uh, well, no, between 150 and a few thousand sure, would do it. A actually. lot. A um, lot of apples. A, a lot. A, a lot. lot. I'm supposed to eat all these apples on my Crash Bandicoot. Do you know I what other- I thought those were uh, mangoes. Shh. They were wumpa fruit. It's fine, though. Not everybody knows as much about Crash Bandicoot as I do. So don't eat the seeds, because cyanide. <laughs> Not good. There's probably some good stuff in there too. It's not just they. They don't. If you pour a bunch of cyanide in the ground, an apple tree doesn't climb out of it. But I need to clarify for everybody: the vitamins aren't in the seeds. Okay, like Listen, you, not those. Where, here's where I'm coming from. I look at an apple and I say, I obviously want the vitamins out of this because that's how I look at all food. I look at a pizza. I say, there's probably not many vitamins in here, but I'll figure out where these motherfuckers are. I look at an apple and I say, this is going to be a lot of work. If I do an excav- a, a, a vitamin exp- excavation, looking for the vitamins in here, I want to get in, I want to get that vitamin pocket, and I want to get out. Where's that thing hiding? Where's that little bubble hiding? In the seeds. Well, shoot, Trav. That's the about as deep in the apple as it gets, I think. Well, well yeah, but, but the apple I, has to protect itself. Now, here's the thing, Justin, to your point. It is not the seeds that contain the vitamin. It is the pockets that contain the seeds contains the vitamins. Oh, so I jammed my oh. tongue in there. Yeah. One of those seed holes. And now all of a sudden I just got 10% strong. Oh, oh yeah, so strong. It's possible. Yeah. Think about it. I would think that the it would want to keep the nutrients close to its center for its apple babies, the seeds. Yeah. So you have to assume that the good good stuff is towards the center, but not the center in itself, the apple right? spine. 
Is there something in the stem that we should be eating? I don't know about that. I wanted to get to the stem next, because there's something going on there, isn't there? Because nobody's eating that. We'll talk about the stem, and then we'll talk about the apple butthole on the other side. And maybe let's talk about eating the apple's ass. (laughs) Because <laughs> this is this is all that people are talking about these days is, is eating the apple's ass, the apple eating, ass challenge. Well, specifically just eating ass, and I'm wondering if it's because they're really apples. talking about getting it at the apple bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one I part think, we never think about the apple yes. bottom. I've learned that the less you like a food, mm-hmm. the better it is for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And I really don't like eating the stem. Yeah. So I have to assume <laughs> that motherfucker's just packed with yeah. vitamins yeah. and nutrients. And, uh, you know, protein. I would like to and- go on record right now and say I would like to label from now on everyone, everyone in the world, because everyone in the world listens to this show. Right. From now on, I would like to refer to the apple asshole as the Applejack. And yeah. let's hey. just establish that that's what an Applejack is. Okay. So you want to call... The butthole, uh-huh. the Applejack. Yeah. And now is this going to be, I know the answer already, but are people going to start referring to their own buttholes in a, as an Applejack? Yeah. And I it, mean, that is how language evolves. Um, it starts with the apples. It goes to the humans. That's how it's always been. Yeah. Now, I feel like I need to step in here because it's contractually obligated. And if I don't, I will hear about it. One time I ate a banana funny. I don't literally know anything else to say about it, but if... I didn't say that, and I would get tweets, how are you not talking about the banana you ate funny? And I so know. Tom Griffin ate a banana funny. And I already I mentioned mango, funny, too. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm, so I'm Justin, cool. you got any stuff for your brand that you need to sort of dump in here or else? Regarding sort of like brands and Yeah, fruits? have you ever said anything funny about apples or fruit or eating ass or anything? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was the one-man show yeah. about how much... I like grapes. And if right. I remember correctly, it was called I Love Grapes because I wanted to get it out. Well, know, if I remember, the marketing. working title was Grape Expectations. Uh huh. <laughs> and I thought that that was a real chuckle. I really loved that one. I, I, if I, I remember wonder, correctly, though, the full title was Grape Expectations, bracket, eating ass in bracket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the director of that, Boz, he thought that I. Um, Ler- he thought- Sorry, you're Lerman, though. Or just in Skaggs. Skaggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He thought that it would people would be confused about if it was completely about grapes or some about grapes and some about um Charles Dickens. So uh-huh. he thought that it was just like Charles I Dickens love grapes. loved eating ass. Yeah. yeah, he also tried to get me to uh, make Leto shuffle the intro, outro, and sort of all throughout underneath very quiet. And I said, Boz, I love the tune. It may be too much mm-hmm. of yeah. the of the Leto shuffle. Now, is that a song a- that Boz Gags did? Yeah, you got to okay. tell us. Oh, man, it's, it's a heat rock, Trav. You should look it up after we're done here. You've probably heard it before. You didn't realize it was called that. Anyway, I need some advice. Two years ago, my husband and I bought a house. Congratulations. The neighbors are very nice, but they have a... A hearse parked in the driveway. Initially, we didn't really mind the hearse. However, it has not started in two years, and it is attracting unwanted attention. Gawkers, weirdos. And some other neighbors unwanted from you, question asker. Guaranteed not not be dying for it. Uh, several other neighbors are trying to sell their houses and have complained about the hearse. Before you ask, yes, there there is a coffin in the back. Oh shit. Our neighbor loves this thing. He has it parked in the middle of his driveway. He is unable to park either his family's nice, drivable new cars in the driveway because of this horseless death carriage. How do we ask him to move his beloved mortician mobile up the driveway? Frequent listeners. That's their name. That's from Frequent listeners. That's from P.S. The plot thickens. He has started playing an organ very late at night, but only on Sundays. What the fuck? No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's the thing? Give me the thing, because I would love a thing to cling to right now. This person is leaning into this, like, persona, right? And so any complaining you do or, like, this is off-putting, people are staring, that's what they want. You need to play up how, like, 
how like kind of blah it is. Mm. Like, ah, oh, hers in the driveway. Yeah, no, that all over town now. Like, it has to not be. You also have to buy a hearse with a yeah. coffin in the back and park it. You've got to make having a hearse seem like, uh, you know, having like a it. funny shaped mailbox. You know, everybody's got one. Everyone's got one. Oh, a hearse. That's cute. Yeah, I was just reading in Vogue about how everyone's got a hearse. You know what yeah. I mean? Something like, oh, this is so normal now. Does uh, real quick? Does everybody have a funny shaped mailbox? I thought it was just me. I got one that looks like an Applejack. <laughs> and you gotta kind of st- you gotta kind of blast Switching it right in there. in there. Yeah. Um. So other possibility, lazy vampire. I'll get to it. You gotta get that fucking coffin in the house. We bought it along with the hearse to transport it. And I'm sleepy. I haven't got a wink in a long time. I need somewhere to post up. So Maybe that's when that. he's for when he's fighting with his vampire husband, and he he has to like yeah. you know what. I'm I'm leave I'm going to sleep in the car. Yeah. Fine. 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 Oh, fine. Wait, hold on, I got to wait sunsetting. But here in, in like 5 Just, minutes. In 5 minutes I'm going to storm right out of here. Well, there's definitely not a body in there, right? Definitely not. Oh, I mean definitely not. Legally that speaking, that would be a crime. Yeah, it's a, yeah crime. it's a criminal crime, I guess. Uh could you get one of those uh you know how Domino's pizza delivery drivers have like the big sign on top? Could you get one of those and permanently affix it to the top of the hearse when he's not looking? Of Domino's? I think, yeah, like get a Domino's <laughs> pizza delivery sign and f- affix it to the top of the hearse. Uh huh. Permanently. Because that I think is going to mute. That is something anybody would like to have in their neighborhood because that's hilarious. So wait, you're telling me. Yeah. We're probably going to be selling our house here in the next few months or so. Tell me if I go over to my neighbor's house and permanently affix a Domino's pizza sort of beacon on top of their car. Yep. Yep. yep it will yep. drive up the property value of every other house on the street because everybody wants to live next to the Domino's pizza car because then they think, boy, if I order Domino's, it'll be here in like four seconds. No, I think they'll think they want to, they don't want to live next to a Domino's pizza delivery car. They want to live next to the pizza hearse because, yes, that's amazing. That's how, I would that's love how to you see get a pizza on uh, Atlas Obscura right there. Thank you, Travis. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's you got to go see the pizza option. hearse. So he didn't talk about Oregon. The Oregon bit is something. on Sundays. Well, here's could the, be there's a quite, very vital piece of information missing, which is yeah. what kind of music is he playing? Is it like scary family opera music or is he just doing like covers? Maybe he's doing a soundtrack for his family watching the football game that evening. <laughs> mm. They watched the silent they they got the silent reel and he has they to got play a silent, along. They got a silent TV, and he plays along to sort of in company, and then every once in a while he'll, he'll write what he thinks the announcers <laughs> are saying on a card and hold it up in front of the screen. You did football bad. Minus yeah. 10 feet. I mean, you got to park them somewhere. I think we can all agree on that. Hearse has got to go somewhere. You don't just build a hearse every time you got to do a funeral. And it doesn't sound like he's. it starts necessarily. Like, it's not working, I, it sounds like to me, right? It's like yes. malfunction. You brought up that you, he's got it parked in the middle of the driveway so the other cars can't get in the driveway. But I would not, I think, want to confront this reminder, this grim reminder, every time I had to hop in the ride <laughs> to head to Target. In the life whip. You in don't want to have. I don't want to get in my living whip and look over into the death whip. Every time I every time I had to go to the, you know, get my waxing done. And that's fair because it also like, it it would be I actually think weirder if you parked the cars there just because contextually that would be weird because then you're not setting the hearse apart as like look at this oddity I have parked in my driveway then it just becomes like another car I have and that's far weirder to me if it was like there's my Subaru there's my Toyota and there's my death car who what's, would- what's the brand of the death car. Is it like a really, is it just like a long, extended cab Hyundai Elantra? Like, it's got to have a brand, right? That's fair. It's, is it like Ford? <laughs> Ford, Ford car. Built Ford tough. It's the Ford boat to cross the river sticks. The That's, last ride you'll ever need. Ford. That's a very good question. Who's making these dang things? Who's making these things? I don't want to know. Don't tweet at me no, about yeah, horses. Please don't I, let me know. Please don't. 
please don't tweet about hearses. I will. I do want to say this. I'm assuming there was not a picture attached to this, Travis. There was not. No. Can I ask people if you're gonna if if you're in a situation like this where it would be very easy to please just go ahead and snap a pic and you know let us know if it could be publicly serviced or not. The answer is almost always probably no. But go ahead and include that pic. That's just fair. So we can sort of get a better. Like, just send a pic. Because I feel differently. Easy. I feel differently about this if it's like a rusted out Hulk versus like a shining, beautiful, sleek, black, brand new looking Oh, they take real good care of it. Right? It, it, that's the case. Real. Ooh, Exhibit maybe. has gotten his hands on this hearse. Maybe your neighbor's planning to do like ghost tours at some point. They just haven't really gotten their shit together enough to figure out where the ghosts are. Because that's one of the important things. You don't want to be telling a bunch of cockamamie tales about the locales of ghosts. You want to make sure you know where they are so it's a legit tour. Because the, the critics will come and they'll tear you apart if it's ghost-free locations. You know, yeah, and I mean, it's to probably definitely a grave robber. Should we do a money zone? Well, I, yeah, real quick, good. can I tell a, a hearse-related Travis anecdote very quickly? Oh, I love your Travis anecdotes. And especially you about a better her, name for that horses. segment. Yeah. yeah. In 10th grade, we were assigned a writing assignment that was like, what would you do after high school if you suddenly had a bunch of money? And we had to write like where the money would come from and what it would be. And I was super into the idea of monster hunting at the time. So that's what I said I would do. And I said I, I would get this fucking report. You yes, wrote. I would get a hearse and I'd put a motorcycle in the back. In case I need the motorcycle and the hearse, well, I don't know. Definitely not legal. Probably not legal. No, definitely not legal. But I was—I guess I, in my head, I was picturing the uh, motorcycle ejecting out the back of the hearse whenever I needed it. <laughs> the hearse immediately veering off the road and exploding <laughs> because nobody's driving. But it. now I have my motorcycle and everything's fine. And uh, I read about like going to the Winchester house and finding out, no, in fact, it wasn't haunted, but there were vampires there. Anyways, so I turned this in. And the, the teacher was like, well, I can't fault the writing, but this was supposed to be like, in real life, what would you do? And I think yeah. I wrote that I, I would have gotten the money from my family dying in a very mysterious way. So I was also cool. hunting that. And she was like, cool. I think- glad we got uh, glad we Thank got you. to be involved, Trav, there. Yeah, glad we got in there in the, in the margins and in, in the text crawl at the beginning of the film. Well, Nessie survived the Scottish Terrier and she traveled with me to help me hunt ghosts. Um, and you know, in retrospect, uh, I actually think that is what I would have done, uh, right. had I, uh, uh, you know, not gone on to college and if my family had all died mysteriously and given me thousands oh, of Oh, sorry to disappoint you there, Trav. Sorry, I'm still Yeah, thinking. sorry, bud. Well, sorry, bud. you guys, know, you all really that, let me down. That teacher, Eric Kripke, took your shit, made Supernatural, made like a billion dollars. Yeah, I don't want to again, Trav. I know they're always trying. They're always trying to get you. And Eric got I you keep good on giving this away one. these movie ideas, TV show ideas. Yeah, Griffin. Um, Griffin mentioned Supernatural, so I've got to delete my Twitter account real quick. <laughs> <laughs> In the interim, let's go to the buddy zone. Well, I get home from a hard day at the office. And what do I see as I pull into my driveway? A large box. Oh, a hearse. Oh, I don't remember. Coffin. I don't remember. I don't remember ordering anything. I tear it open. Not the way you're supposed to open it. Just like start ripping into it. Uh-huh. I'm so curious. You know what's in there? Beautiful bouquet from uh, Pro Flowers. Oh, okay. Is this a real story or sort of a dream quest you're going No, on? this is a true story that happened to me. And I thought, boy, somebody must love me very much. I felt so special. I did read the card, and it's like, we're excited about the ad campaign. It's like, well, that's sweet, but you all do have a lot of flowers, so it's not like you're hurting for them. But I did appreciate the gesture. There were some berries in there, too. Ooh. But if you want to make a big uh, impression on somebody, why not try Pro Flowers? It's the perfect way. The, the, the Pro Flowers thought inside the box, so you can, too. Your flowers are box fresh and delivered fast so that they will last surprisingly longer, seven days at least. I got to say, the ones I got were about a week ago, uh, if not more, and they're looking great. And you know the cool thing about Pro Flowers when they show up? It's really, it's really easy and not annoying to get it, like looking great you just there's a, a vase included you tear off the plastic a va- a vase skags the, the vase skags <laughs> you tear off the plastic wrapping um 
you slide it in. They got some pl- uh, flour food in there. Throw some water in, and you're you're cooking. You got some great looking flowers. And right now, our listeners can send a bouquet to their Valentine or anybody for any reason at all, and save twenty percent off their purchase of twenty nine dollars or more. To get your twenty percent off of a purchase of twenty nine dollars more, go to proflowers.com today and use the code my brother in the special codes box at checkout. That's proflowers.com and the code my brother. Can I tell y'all about Bowl and Branch? Listen. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't need permission. I'm just going to do it. Um, okay. I, okay. You're not allowed to. Uh, Todd, do it. Oh, okay. Because we, we have to. Oh, okay. money. We do. We took their money. I do. Yeah. Listen. Sincerely, um, I love Bowl and Branch. You know, for a long time, I would like go shopping for like towels or sheets, you know, bedding stuff and think, how do I know? How do I know what's good and what's not and what's comfortable? And here's what I like. How many how many US presidents sleep on these sheets? Right. I don't know. Here's what I love about ball and branch. They don't worry about like thread count or anything like that, because what if you just use shitty threads? Cool. I put a lot of shitty threads in here. Awesome. But ball and branch instead focuses on really high quality material. So you don't have to worry about thread count. It's just super comfortable. They're uh like flannel sheets. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made. It is the most comfortable, like my favorite napping sheets, you know? Um, and listen, luxury sheets can be super expensive in stores, like up to $1,000 for sheets. But Bowl and Branch sheets are far more affordable. Get a whole set for just a couple hundred bucks. I guarantee it's the most comfortable, like kind of nice to slip in bed feeling you'll ever have. And their towels are great. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, how do I get these? How do I get these bad boys? Well, you go to bowlandbranch.com today, and you'll get fifty dollars off of your first set of sheets plus free shipping in the U.S. when you use promo code my brother, all one word. That's fifty dollars off plus free U.S. shipping right now at bowlandbranch.com. It's b-o-l-l and branch.com. Promo code my brother, all one word. Bowlandbranch.com. Promo code my brother. Hey, I want to tell you all about odd and ends. Are you tired of fantasy that takes itself too seriously? How do you feel about conflict solved with compassion instead of punching? What's your favorite kind of city? If you answered yes, love them, and ones that float in the sky, have I got a series for you? Odd and Ends is the ongoing story of a retired hero seeking meaning in a simpler life set in a city populated by a hilarious and diverse cast of characters. Check it out at Odd and Ends, and that's O-D-D-N, the letter N, E-N-D-S, oddenends.com, where a new chapter is posted every dang Wednesday. Now, as we all know, the dang Wednesday follows the lunar cycle. No, it's every Wednesday. They just decided to put a cuss in here because I guess they thought it was our brand. And it makes me want to rethink some stuff, if I'm being honest. But anyway, check out oddenends.com and go read the weekly chapters they put up there. I got a message. It's for Hannah, and it's from Kai. Happy early slash belated birthday, Dr. Ebony Darkness, Dementia Raven Way, Esquire. I love and appreciate you so much and am forever grateful to you for you introducing me to the entire McElroy family of entertainment. I bet Aaron and Addie are pretty grateful too. Here's hoping 2018 is less of a dumpster fire than the previous two years. Much love, Sir Loss. Yeah, I mean, we got the XFL this year, so so far so good, I would say. Yeah. I'd now, say technically, that and... doesn't start till 2020, so I'm willing to not put that on the debt of yeah, 2018. Yeah, but it's like we got two years of like Christmas Eve just waiting for that first kickoff or whatever they that, decide to do. They that, could do a, dr- a, a jump ball. They're going to do a t-shirt cannon <laughs> <laughs> with footballs, and it won't happen. So that's also, the other will thing. not happen is the it other will not thing. happen. Uh, I, this is from Krista and Rob, and it's for Seb. We love you. You're an amazing friend, certified good boy, and the best half-orc prince we've had the honor of rolling with. To fix Griffin's unfortunate missed opportunity to say that salty, salty word on Taz, it's Sebastian Seaman, pronounced like that. You know. Winky face. <laughs> also, Sebastian Seaman will be on My Brother, My Brother, and Me, too. There, it's can't. Ah. Oh no! Oh no! Now you said it. And what's my brother? My brother? Me too. I don't know. It's the next podcast we're going to do. It's the spinoff. It's been announced by this other person. Uh, it's the sequel to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and you're going to love it. We got like eight more brothers. 
<laughs> we've been hiding. Uh, we've been holding out on you for the brothers. Hi there. I'm film critic April Wolf and host of the Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in-depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons, because the Switchblade Sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. I have a Yahoo here, and I wish we would have done it right after the last question. Um, but it was sent in by Level 9000, Yadru, Drew, Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's from Yadru Answers user. Anonymous, which is good, because they're about to do a crime. But we'll call him Raj asks, If someone behaves like a vampire, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I think they might really be a vampire, uh-huh. then am I allowed to break into the house Whoa, to see if it sleeps in a coffin? Legal protections around trespassers are for humans and not vampires, right? I also want to hold a mirror in front of it to see if it has... They keep using it. That seems... Yeah, let's go with they. Yeah, I also want to hold a mirror in front of it to see if they have a reflection and might only feel doing uh, safe doing so whilst they are asleep. Um. Okay. Let's this so what are we trying to ascertain here? Is this if legal? Someone, I... I think my neighbor's a vampire because they have a fucking hearse in the front yard with a coffin in it. Am I legally allowed to break into their house just to see if there's a coffin in there, that they, a second coffin that they sleep in when they're not fighting with their husband? I can, and, I can answer this for you right now, Griffin. Okay. Okay, yeah. Let's take the un out of undead and just say your neighbor dies. Are you allowed yeah. to then break into their house? No. Still a crime. Well, hold on. Hold on. If you suspect they've died, oh, and you shit. Need to get in to save them. Yeah. Then well, you save them with, <laughs> Save them with like some real late but clutch CPR. <laughs> if we're in a world where vampires exist, why can't I not do some sort of spell? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um so, first of all, Travis, was this a factor in your report that you did in high school? Which, God, please tell me you had to read that in front of the class. Please tell no, me other people. No, no, had... our teacher was a very kind, understanding, very person. discreet. Yeah. Um, this is a high risk, high, whatever the opposite of a reward is, risk. I guess it's a high risk, high risk sort of situation because you kick in the door, and either they're all there. And they're like, and they're eating like a, you know, they're eating a salad. And you're like, oh, that's not a vampire. Dracula never get caught dead eating lettuce. And that's a fun joke, even that in and of itself, because he is technically Mm -hmm. dead. And then you would go to jail for probably a bit. Um, And actually, I don't know if you just kick in the door. Is is it still breaking and entering if you just sort of break but don't enter? Well, here, okay, but there's another side of this, right? Would they press charges? Because if this person is really trying to live that vampire lifestyle and you're like, sorry, I thought you were a vampire, wouldn't they be a little flattered? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they be a little bit like, thank you very much, now please leave? What if you just, there's easier ways to ascertain this. I, I Griffin mentioned salad, knock on the door, Asked to borrow a cup of lettuce. Mm-hmm. And and if they have by that weight, in their house. By weight. Don't, by weight? Well, you have to, because it, are, you, are you packing the lettuce in the cup? Or, you know what I mean? Like, But you can't give someone a cup of lettuce by weight. That doesn't make well, sense. Well, I believe a cup weighs a pound. A cup of lettuce weighs a pound. Uh-huh. Okay. That's what, that's what Alton Brown would tell you. Is that what Alton Brown, exactly. person who knows what the fuck lettuce is, uh-huh. would tell me about the weight of lettuce? Well, it's like when they say, you know, which weighs more, you know, a ton of bricks or a ton of lettuce. You know, they both weigh a ton. Yeah, that, that's irrelevant uh-huh. to what I'm saying. Now, if you're making the argument that we in America should switch to uh, using weight measurements for baking specifically, I would completely agree with you. It's really criminal that our recipes, by and large, are delivered to us in the imperfect system of uh, uh, sort of like volume measurements. I think that that's a very bad way to bake. And whenever possible, I prefer to bake by weight because it's much more precise. But a cup of lettuce Uh does not 
weigh a pound. If you packed it tight enough, I think you could. Yeah, you could make it weigh a pound. You think you could pack lettuce tight enough to make it weigh a pound in a cup? Yeah. Okay. Well, so it vampires. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot of different things you can do here. Obviously, ask them to come outside in the daylight. You can throw a garlic at them, but that in and of itself, I think, might be a different crime. What if you garlic, just made them like rudeness. a casserole? Like, yes. hey, welcome to the neighborhood. What are you talking about? I've lived here for 10 years. Yes, sorry, but I never brought you this garlicky lasagna. Well, that- you wouldn't say that, would you? You wouldn't would. say garlicky lasagna. Would you say that, Trav? Well, no. You'd probably just give them the lasagna and then check in to see if they ate. And you put like a pound of garlic in there. <laughs> that assumes that anyone, human or uh, uh, non-human, living or undead, would eat a casserole baked by a stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so. no, never. Not. Thank you so much for this charming gift. Dump, dump it out. So the other thing you can do is go over and say like. I just finished this um, this magazine, this issue of Mother Jones. Do you want to read it? And if they say yes, not a vampire. Because vampire is staunch conservative. And <laughs> and so that I'm not saying that all of your like staunch conservative neighbors are vampires, but I'm saying probably about half of them are. If you can break in and check their internet history and you see a lot of Judge Report and InfoWars on there. You might be dealing with a vampire. If you you might be a vampire. (laughs) Finish the thought. Finish it. Now, Um, if you suspect that your neighbor is a no, I want the accent. I want the accent. I want three. You might be a vampire if delivered in the style of Jeff. If you're a fan of the XFL, you might be a vampire. Yeah, you're definitely a vampire. They are catering to all night games, or else ticket sales are going to be a real problem there. Two more? If your hearse has a Papa John's light on top of it, (laughs) you might be a vampire. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff Wolfworthy. One more, please. Trav, I'm leaning on you on this one. Give me a second. Give me a second. If you go to church every Sunday, even though it burns your skin off, you might be. Does that work? Is that a thing? Well, that that's something. It's that's kind of a fun one. There. Yeah, yeah, like it's a good one. one. Gonna, I like that one because I could tell that joke at church, uh-huh. and I'm always looking for new jokes to tell at church. I'm gonna work on like, that one. It's hard to come up with funny stuff when you can't, you know, cuss or say much of anything. <laughs> and Griffin's church jokes are great because they're delivered during the sermon and sort of over it. Yeah. So yeah. as the, yeah, and outside the, of it we, on a megaphone. <laughs> When he feels like the sermon is in a lull, like he's reading a Bible verse or something, and like, yeah, we've all got the Bible, man, thanks. Way to fill time. The big pastor's up there and would say something, you know, like, you know, the disciple Paul in his letter to the, and then just from the audience, which is what you call the crowd at a church, you would Mm -hmm. just hear, if you don't finish your garlic lasagna, and then I get kicked out again, which uh, you probably don't even realize they will do. They'll do that to you. If you become a nuisance. You didn't finish the joke, so I don't actually know the punchline now. You only started the joke. So what would be sort of the rest of it? Um, You might be a a redneck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that's the other. That's Jeff Foxworthy, not Jeff Wolfworthy. No, I know, but I would do this. Jeff Wolfworthy, Justin, because it's like a werewolf thing or just because wolf is like fox? Wolf is like fox, and also Dracula's can change into wolves. Uh Uh-huh. So that's kind of, and the children of the night would listen to the children of the night. What beautiful music they make. If the beautiful music your children of the night make is all country western, you might be a vampire. <laughs> now that's good. What Let's go a- more specific. If the beautiful music your children of the night make is all Hank Williams senior tunes, you might be a vampire. Hey, now what is a man? A miserable pile of secrets. <laughs> But enough, have at you, might be a if, if your coffin has a big number three etched in the side, you might be a vampire. How dare uh, you? Anyway. How dare you, Justin? There's probably more of these. Yeah. There's, yeah, I mean, we could probably, probably do more. a lot. But would anybody enjoy it or listen to it? Has anyone enjoyed anything we've done so far? And I don't just mean in this episode. I mean, like, up until now April, in our lives. Since April 10th, 2010. It's impossible uh, to say. How about another question? I would love that. Here it comes. I'm currently attending cosmetology school, and I have been for several months now. Astronauts. Unfortunately. What? No. What? Unfortunately, only today I've been told our school's graduation ceremony tradition. 
Each student on their graduation day gets to pick a song to come out to in front of everyone, and they are seated at the front of the class and complimented by your teachers and peers. It's actually quite lovely. My problem is this. I've been cheated out of three months to decide on a song. Three months in, and they're just now telling me. I must choose a song to encapsulate my entire being, a song that will be the soundtrack of my arrival to the professional world, a song of glory, of the literal blood, sweat, and tears I've given to graduate. Brothers, how do I pick the one perfect song that will escort me into the cold embrace of adulthood, pump up the rest of my class for graduation, and will represent the essence of me. This is the most important decision of my life. Also, due to an incident that no one will fucking tell me about, no one is allowed to choose party rock anthem. Thank you. Okay, thank so. you for ruling that out. Uh, bewildered in beauty school. And thank you also for not including any relevant details about yourself whatsoever. That we could use. Because that definitely song. does make it um, easier. I, well, let's work backwards. Let's memento this one. What happened with Party Rock? Right? <laughs> Does that one have foul lyrics in it that maybe they it came on and all the cool professors were like, nice. But then there's a part where LMFAO is like, you know, talking about the, their Apple Jacks or something like that. And pe- people are like, ugh, it's crude. This, this, um, is, this is a big school. I'm, I'm, I'm currently reviewing um, the, the tune on Genius Lyrics, which is... It seems like they should have yeah, a, another donate. Yeah. Yeah. This is one uh, of my uh, just weird facts that I know about sports, and it's not even really directly about sports, but there is a Cincinnati Reds player. I don't even know if he still plays, but he was the third baseman. His name was Scott Rowland. Um, and, you know, baseball players get to pick their own walkout music when they walk up to uh, to take, you know, their at bat. And so Scott Rowland just let his daughter pick. And so, like, she always picked, like, Justin Bieber and, like, Taylor Swift and stuff. And that was just, like, his walkout music. And I just think that, like, that's the best. That's just really fun to me. And I just really enjoyed that fact. And I wanted to share it with everybody. Yeah, it's not funny, but it's, you know, nice. Yeah. You can tell that joke at church, you know? I could definitely get in front of the crowd during the sermon and do that one. It's kind of a bummer that I can never release an album because the best name for an album, Sorry for Party Rocking, is already taken. It's already been done. And it's nice that they understand that they have made a mistake. Wouldn't it be? I think it would be better though if that album wasn't by LMFAO. (laughs) It's just like, listen, I, Travis McElroy, on behalf of all music, apologize for party rocking. All right. What's the song? What's the song? This is interesting because, like, you could pick a song that encapsulates you, or you could pick pick like an aspirational song, like a song that I like. Don't stop me now, you know, is a song of like, this is me. This is the me yeah, I want to be. I mean, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. But it's not the best answer. Okay. I think, you, I mean, you get up there and you do Don't Stop Me Now. Just do that one. If, if we say nothing else that is better, just do that one. Because that is a very good one. I think that's going to get the crowd very psyched. What's the best answer, though? What if you do... The graduation song, you know, the bum, 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 the pomp and circumstance. Oh, okay. I thought you meant as we go on. Either one is okay. fine. It's something to placate those fascist teachers up on, our teachers are a national treasure, a fascist up on stage. And then what's that? A record scratch. And then what, the, what do they hear from, coming from the crowd? Party Rock is in the house tonight. It's an acapella version. You've worked with the entire school to do the entire thing. So what the fuck are they going to do? Kick you out? No, you already got that piece of paper. Actually, wait till you get the piece of paper. Yeah. Because once that happens, that's a legally binding. You graduated and now you can't take that from you. No. Uh, You get that and then screw up. That's the record scratch noise. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's how they make it. And then coming from the crowd is party rock in the house tonight. Everybody's going to have a good time. And you kind of do like stop. Like you're like wave, like putting your hands like, please, no, I'm not allowed. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're like, we're sorry for party rocking. And, and then you like join in. And then the teachers are like, why did we ban this fucking tune? Yeah. Because yeah. we're into it. And, and then, then you start dancing. Party rocking. You're and- dancing. And the small town priest is like, oh, you know what? This is actually fine. Yeah, he takes off his vestments and, you know, he's wearing like, you know, hot pants and a rave shirt. And he's like ready. He's ready to go. And then there could be a big food fight. (laughs) Oh, that would be so great. And you're all just doing each other's hair and getting ready to blast off into space. And then Red Foo and Sky Blue stand up and they're like, hiatus is over. Yeah. We're back. And they do a sequel. (laughs) 
to the song right there. Still sorry for party rocking. Yes. And <laughs> Listen, this one we gonna... can't apologize enough for party rocking. And this one's going to be even more contrite. Because <laughs> <than the last laughs> I'll Can I tell you something? I'm looking at the lyrics of Party Rock Anthem. There's very little apology happening here. Yeah, they're not even sorry for party rocking, really. Yeah, so it, it seems like they're kind of celebrating it. And if they really wanted me to believe their bullshit apology, they would have a little little something in here. This now, is like, there is an the entire song oh. called Sorry for Party Rocking, which I think might be better, more palatable in terms of apologies. Okay, I'm looking at the lyrics of this one. They do actually say sorry for party rocking actually a lot in this one. So yeah, it's a different like song. Yeah, a lot of that. I'm looking at it. They say it about 32 times, so that's a good song as far as I can tell. Just look at it the Because it gets a message across. Yeah, that they did it bad. So that could work. Uh, Bangarang by Skrillex. Bangarang, but you can't come out to the drop. Yeah. Yeah, and that takes a little while. Uh, yeah, it takes a while to get Bangarang there. Bangarang, but really you have to be done before the drop. So it's just like, oh, oh, go, 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 go. Is there a song that has the drop at the beginning of it? And that might be the antithesis of it, but I would love it if, you know, Skrillex was like, I got a new song, here it comes. And then it's like, well, thank you. I didn't have to wait at all. You just sort of hit me up front with that. And it's weird. You didn't really build up a lot of anticipation. And then everything that came after that was actually pretty disappointing. Um (laughs) It's just down to it. Is there a cool song off. that has the drop at the very end of it? That's just like bum 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 for like four and a half minutes, and it's like wow 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 And that's the end of the song, and it's like, oh man, I don't know if that would be satisfying either, Griffin. I don't, I don't think EDM is sort of your future. Shoot, what about a song that's all drops, and so it opens up, and it's like wow 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 wow. Hey, I'm onto something because I felt that. Made me want to fucking graduate. That that's everybody's favorite part, you know. Yeah. So you just have the drop. Oops, oops, all drops. The new LMFAO <laughs> album. They're back. They're well, back, and it's more. LMFAO's dusty. back, but sadly, we have to depart. This is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, fun news: our TV show. Uh, if you can call something that was six episodes long a TV show, which I do. Our TV show is now available on iTunes and Google Play in the uh, Americas here in in the U.S. Not the Americas, just this one. It was already in Canada, and I'm actually not by Mexico. But anyway, uh, here in America, uh, you can get it on iTunes and Google Play. The day it went up, because you all are so sweet, um, it went to number one on the iTunes charts for TV shows. So thank you for doing that. We should mention that's that fucking that's fucking wild to me. By the wild. way, you are buck wild. We should mention though that uh, we we we're not great with contracts, so we don't actually make any money when you buy it. So don't come to us like all like I helped align your pockets by buying this show I already watched because like we don't actually make anything off it, but we're super happy that people are buying it and we enjoying got, it. We got a nice deal. They gave us Good. thirty. They gave us thirty dollars each. And they say, go make a TV show. And one of those big, oversized, spirally lollipops, which was nice. We did each so get nice. a very big lolly and $30, which, in the, looking back, maybe not the best one. And offer. I did well, use that $30 to buy more lollies. Yeah. And we're uh, we're actually going to, uh, as soon as this is done, and it might be up when you're listening to this, um, I, will we put it in the feed, do you think? Does that make sense? That'd probably be a good place time? for it. Because everybody can watch it now, pretty much. Yeah. Like. Uh, we're going to put it in the feed. We'll have a commentary track for the second episode of the show that you can watch alongside of it. I think we're going to record with our buddy J.D. Amato, who uh, directed and ran our, our program. So that'll be fun. So you can listen to that along with the episode if you would like to do so. Uh, uh, but you can get that on iTunes. It's also, if you would prefer, available for free in the U.S. on Verve, V-R-V.co. You can find it there for free. Um, I also want to say, so I mentioned on the last episode, I'm, I'm doing this uh, secret Society show, Cincinnati Underground Society show, uh, Friday, March 30th uh, at 8 p.m. here in Cincinnati. Um, the ticket link is live now. You can go to bit.ly slash cuss march, C-U-S-S march. Uh, tickets are $15, um, and I'm bringing in five guests, um, and any money that's left over after that, I'm going to take 50% of it and donate it to a local charity. And the other 50% is going to go to keep doing the show. So I'm not doing this to raise money or to make money for myself at all. I'm doing it, uh, to raise some money for an organization and then to kind of keep the show going. 
Um, but if you would like to go ahead and get your tickets to that, you can do so at bit.ly slash March. I'm sure the NRA is just going to love getting that big check in the mail, Trav. It's, um, <laughs> what an, uh, an odd choice. I guess. I'm not a, a vampire. vampire. Good point. Uh, I also want to remind you if all. If you do a comedy charity show to raise money for the NRA and you have things, you might just be a vampire. So you can add anything. If you like the cereal <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch and your things turn to a bat. You might be a vampire. Uh, we're making a graphic novel of The Adventure Zone. If you don't already know, you can find out more about it at theadventurezonecomic.com. There's a dog. If you never watch, if you never watch The Adventure Zone. Or listen to uh, it. It is an audio well, program, primarily. If you ever listen to it, thank you. Uh, you can. Uh, there, we just put out a new trailer for it that we commissioned this week. Search for The Adventure Zone trailer on YouTube, and it'll pop up there. And if you want to give it a shot, you know. Go, just just try it. Try it out. I think you'll like it. It's a good show. Uh, if you don't want to listen to all 69 nice episodes uh, of the original arc, we're doing a new one right now uh, called Amnesty that's uh, it's sort of a... Justin, go ahead. You deleted it already, right? Your Twitter? Oh, yeah. I don't have much. It's kind of supernatural-esque. It's set in West Virginia, and it's we're having a lot of fun with it. Um, thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great shows there. Uh, we also have all our shows and videos up at McElroyShows.com. And thanks to John Roderick and The Long Winters for the use of our theme song as a departure off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Very, very, very good album. So, that's, so we're done, right? Yeah. You want Is that it? final? Give it to me. So I'm going to send in by Merritt Palmer. Thank you, Merritt. It's another anonymous Yahoo user. I'm going to call him Purvis. Asks, is Squidward a Christian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. <laughs> I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm Biff. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. Turns out it isn't what we thought it would be. For example, stickers on car windows? It's no longer about what type of monster would let that happen and more like realizing you are that monster. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org or Apple Podcasts. And yes, there will be swears.